Springfield, Missouri has the highest number of poisonous snakes per square mile. Live to a hard drive from the 16th floor of the Hammonds Tower, you are listening to Spring Food Mo, America's number one podcast about restaurants in Springfield, Missouri. I'm Andy Carr. I'm Dan Howell. I made it the whole way through. Wow. Yeah. You really crushed it this time. <laughs> a lot of Back pressure in the too. saddle. We have a special <laughs> guest today. Our guest is Katie Still. Hi, glad to be here. <laughs> she was not expecting to be introduced so quickly, I think. Uh, no. Nope. <laughs> Katie is a comic here in Springfield. Tell us more about that. A comedian, <laughs> not a comic strip. Oh, like yeah. Would People would have gotten confused. <laughs> in the newspaper. <laughs> uh, well, I've been doing comedy for about nine months now, so not very long. But uh, I'm a pretty regular at the Blue Room Comedy Club. I go up on weekends. And then I'm also uh, the head writer right now for the Spring Vegas Sketch Show. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, lots of exciting, fun stuff happening there. This month's show is going to be hosted by Josh. Wingo, another local stand-up comedian. He's pretty funny. This is all news to Andy and I. Andy and I know you, of course, because you were the act right before us at our pagination live show for Mexican Villa. Mm. You could say you opened for us, but (laughs) I wouldn't (laughs) because you were much better. Yeah, I was going to say, it was not an opening situation. In that case, the other openers were poets. (laughs) Oh, man. The poet before me had death at the beginning of every single poem. (laughs) That's good. Yeah, it was. That's what you want. Oh, it warmed up the crowd a lot. Yeah, (laughs) got them ready. So what's it like walking into a room like that in Springfield. I mean, just to do stand up at an event like that where it's basically a variety show and everyone before you is a poem once after you is a very dumb podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I'm pretty used to it. A lot of open mics uh, in town are variety things. So a lot of the time I go after like singers. Sure. Oh my gosh. The hardest person I ever had following was it was at MSU on campus and it was a variety show again. And the girl before me got the whole crowd to sing I can only imagine with her (laughs) (laughs) and like at the end everybody was like that was really beautiful like thank you for that gift and then I go up there and I'm like okay change of pace now (laughs) oh man yeah but that was I kind of like doing those though like I had like a show to be a total shit oh a total (laughs) 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 I like for shows to either be a total mess or like the best thing ever like anything in between it's like why why am I been here you know (laughs) I I had no idea you'd only been doing it for nine months. I was really surprised because you seemed like someone who was pretty experienced walking into a situation like you just kind of walked up on stage like you belong there and people were laughing. The bit you closed with was oh, man. so funny. I don't know that we could really get into yeah. it. Not on, on this show podcast. Oh, unfortunately. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it was so good. Yeah, um. please go check out Katie's comedy. Yeah, and at the end of the show, actually, why don't you just tell us right now when's the next place people could see you? My next local show is going to be uh, at the Basement Cats. It's a local female comedy kind of like sketch variety show. And every single show, they do a different location and they support a different charity. And this month, it's going to be on June 22nd at 8. And it's going to be at Culture Flock, which I guess is a, it's a clothing store. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's awesome. awesome. That sounds great. Yeah. We'll try to be there. We may have something else going on, on the 22nd. We'll Ooh. see. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> well, earlier than that. Yeah, it will be. <laughs> you know what? If we do wind up having something on the 22nd, we'll try to point people toward 
your show. Oh, well, thank you guys. What do you got going on? We can't say yet. Oh, it's a not surprise? We're trying to end patio month, which we're in the middle of right oh. now with a spectacular live show. Springfield's greatest patio. Yeah, we just want to go to a really good patio. Uh-huh. And our people are talking to some of the patios people <laughs> right now. It's all getting worked out. Dan, we had some big news this week. I don't know if it's news. It's just a thing that happened to us Absolutely. that we care about and probably nobody else will. Well, folks, I don't know if you're big readers, but uh, Andy and I are quite learned. And uh, <laughs> we read a little publication called 417 Magazine. Maybe mm-hmm. you've heard of it. And if you have, you might just be seeing a little bit of the boys, the uncles. (laughs) The uncles. (laughs) This is also embarrassing. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, we were in the latest issue of 417 Magazine in a little podcast feature. They wrote up, I think, seven or eight podcasts based in Springfield, and we were one of them. It's pretty cool. It was very cool. You know, um, kind of wish they'd mentioned that it's a funny show or... (laughs) That uh, is it. I like no, not really. I guess, but depends on what you think is funny. You think very stupid things are funny. That's a good idea, though. We should make this funny. (laughs) (laughs) We should start doing a funny show. Uh, You you didn't mention that there's original songs or history segments. Yeah, but everything they did say was very nice and was also accurate. So thank you to. Uh, Claire Porter, who wrote that, and there was also a design intern with whom we were in contact prior to the publication. So that was really cool. You'll hear a little bit more about that later in the show. <laughs> also, we have a special sort of 417 themed segment coming up. Yeah. So As I, all our segments are. <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> the, you know, I meant the magazine. <laughs> so I suppose we should probably get into this week's restaurant, finally. <laughs> Y'all ever been to Cashew Station? (laughs) Wow. You're getting better and better at it. (laughs) One time. Yes. One time. Have you been there before today, Katie? No. Just driven by. Okay. Probably. Should have sent you this here bio segment before so you could have some extra context like our listeners are going to have right now. Cashew Station opened at 620 East Battlefield in March of 1991. At first, the restaurant was presented as a replacement for the original Chinese chef location, an A-frame building on the southwest corner of Grand and Glenstone that had been demolished to make way for a blockbuster video that I would visit roughly 90 times in college 25 years later. Most of the crew and staff from Chinese Chef moved on to the Cashew Station. However, the new business was an independent operation an entity totally separate from Chinese Chef, whose founder, Joseph Fong, opened the real replacement for his original business near Enterprise Lanes at the end of 1991. That restaurant is still there. We'll cover Joseph Fong's story in full someday, but for now, what you need to know is that when the original Chinese Chef closed, four members of the same immigrant family worked there at various points, and that members of that family went on to play roles in the opening of three different future restaurants, including the one we're covering today. Cashew Station was founded by Lee Kwan, a woman who eventually married a man named David Liu and became Lee Kwan Liu. 
Lee came to the U.S. from Hong Kong and David as a refugee from Vietnam. There has been no major reporting by local publications on this branch of the Quan slash Lu family or their restaurant. However, because Cashew Station is the last remaining of three Springfield restaurants run by members of the same extended family, and because Cashew Station consciously carries that legacy, telling the stories of that family's other two restaurants should shed at least some light on the story of Cashew Station. One of those restaurants opened a little earlier than David and Lee's place, and the other opened quite a bit later. (laughs) The more recent of the family's ventures was started by Lee Kwan's brother, Tony Kwan. Tony Kwan has no direct connection to the original Chinese chef. He moved to Springfield several years after his sister, Lee, who was married to David Liu, who worked at Chinese Chef and went on to start Cashew Station. If you were an MSU student between roughly 2003 and 2013, you're probably familiar with Chopsticks Restaurant on Glenstone, which used to be right across the street from that blockbuster I mentioned before, the building that is now Teriyaki House. Tony Kwan, like his sister Lee, grew up in Hong Kong. He started Chopsticks with his wife Masella in 2003, But before that, they were true global citizens, having lived and cooked in London, Scotland, and Australia. Supposedly, Tony and Micella's children speak English with an Australian accent. The Kwans brought a new style of Chinese cooking to Springfield, a Cantonese Szechuan style, as well as British variations on curry dishes. Chopsticks was also the only Chinese restaurant of its time to be open late, until midnight. That and its very low prices made Chopsticks a prime spot for younger customers. The Kwans ran Chopsticks for about 10 years before moving on. The first of the Cashew Station family's restaurants opened in 1988. Korea House on East St. Louis Street, just west of National, was founded by David Liu's sister, Mai Liu Pong, along with her husband, Chun Wang Pong, a.k.a. Lucas, and another brother, Ha To Lu. Back in 1980, the three Lu siblings had escaped from communist Vietnam as refugees sponsored by the Catholic Church. What they went through to get here sounds truly harrowing. My Lu once wrote an 83-page memoir about that experience, only three brief paragraphs of which have been made public. One of the snippets describes Mailu and her brothers hiding under the floor of a small boat, trying to be silent as they listened to the footsteps of soldiers overhead. They lived in refugee camps in Cambodia, Thailand, and the Philippines before finally flying to the U.S. in September of 1981. Seven years passed before Mai, her husband, and brother were able to open a restaurant together in 1988 after having learned the business working at the original Chinese chef alongside Mai and Hato's brother, David Liu, who would open Cashew Station with his wife, Li Kuan Liu, just a few years later when that Chinese chef was sold and demolished. Korea House served Springfield for 26 years. Once Hammonds Field opened and the Cardinals came to town, Korea House became a pregame staple for many baseball fans. However, by 2014, 
Lucas had already retired and Hato and My Lou decided to as well. Korea House closed for good on August 25th of that year. The building has since been demolished, but for some reason, the old Korea House sign still stands. Particularly attentive old-time Springfield diners might recall that Korea House on St. Louis had existed prior to 1988. It's true. A woman named Hong John Han had started Korea House back in 1982 and eventually, in 88, sold it to the Lou's, who kept the name and a few menu items, including the restaurant's signature dish, Han's Chicken which is chicken that's first deep-fried, then pan-fried, along with scallions, red peppers, and special sauce, then topped with sprouts and peanuts. It's a traditional Korean dish, supposedly. The Korea House Lou's retired in 2014, but you can still order Han's chicken at the last remaining Kwan Lu family restaurant in Springfield, Cashew Station, which also serves old chopsticks favorites like teriyaki chicken sticks. Cashew Station's menu reflects the diversity of its owner's extended family. There are Korean dishes, Vietnamese dishes, some traditional Chinese food, as well as some chicken and gravy Springfield-style entrees. The Station, I don't know if anyone calls it The Station, but it's the only place in Springfield that serves an assortment of items pretty close to qualifying as dim sum, even though they don't call it that. You can get steamed buns with pork or chicken and sweet buns as well. The children of Lee and David Liu now work with their parents at Cashew Station. Hopefully, the Liu Quan Pong legacy will continue for decades to come. When Cashew Station opened in 1991, it was the first Asian restaurant in Springfield with no table seating, focused exclusively on drive-through and takeout service. You can walk up, ring a doorbell, and order through a window. You can take the food home, you can eat it in the car in the parking lot, or out back behind the building, there's a little place where you can sit at dusk and enjoy some steaming hot dim sum in the steaming hot dimming sun. Ugh. That's the kind of show you're on, Katie. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Katie. That's hilarious. I feel like you're the only person in Springfield that knows all of that history. How did you even find that out? Thank you for asking. That wasn't prompted, but actually, I actually had things to say about that. I There was almost nothing out there about the actual owners of Cashew Station, which is pretty rare for places that we cover. Usually, the news leader or the Springfield Business Journal will have done a pretty good job of uh, at least tracking the foundation of whichever restaurant. But this one, there was just nothing. I have more to say about that also, but we'll get to it in just a little bit. What I would like to hear is if either of you had any experiences with Chopsticks first and then uh, Korea House after that. So Chopsticks, anybody? Oh, boy, Andy. I went to Chopsticks a good amount. Yeah. You mentioned in there they were open till midnight. And um, let's just say it's a good thing they're not still around or else I would uh, I'd be in a body bag, guys. <laughs> I would be dead. <laughs> I moved very close to Chopsticks right before it closed. Mm -hmm. And it was heartbreaking to me. I was I was within bike riding distance of it. 
and would ride my bike up there a lot. Yeah. And one day I rode it up there and he's got tears in his <laughs> eyes, folks. I don't, I don't want to talk about it anymore, Andy. <laughs> you can see the gleam of the sun glistening down his cheek. <laughs> Katie, you are a little bit younger than Dan and I, unfortunately. Dan and me. Unfortunately. So, no, I'm saying... <laughs> No, I'm saying because it's unfortunate because you didn't have the experience of eating at Chopsticks. Oh, yeah. Right now, as far as I know, there is not a late night Chinese food spot in town. So teriyaki house is actually still open until I believe 11. Not late enough. Not late enough. <laughs> I think they're only open from like 4 to 11 and they also oh. deliver. So still all right, mm. but not quite Chopsticks. Here's the thing, though. It's expensive, and it's not as good as Chopsticks, yes, in my opinion. <laughs> chopsticks was very cheap as well. It was like $5 yes. or less. You get a huge plate full of food. Absolutely. Ah, those are the glory days. <laughs> <laughs> so Korea House. Anybody been to Korea House? No, but about once a year, I'll drive by there and go, man, we should get Korea House. <laughs> and realize, and then be like, no, it's it closed exist. for five years. It's just a sign. Yep. Very strange. Cool sign, though. They sold that building along with the sign. I assuming maybe that was part of the deal. It's like we're keeping the sign. <laughs> we own this like one by one foot patch of land. That's so weird. <laughs> so I used to live maybe two hundred feet from Korea House. Wow. Mm, maybe more like three hundred. You lived in the dugout at Hammondsfield. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Okay. Underneath. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so I would go every now and again. It was pretty. It was also cheap, very syrupy Chinese food. And I say that lovingly. It was very tasty, and I loved cheap food back then. Still loved cheap food, but I liked it then because it was cheap. Now I just like it because it's tasty, because <laughs> I'm rich. <laughs> podcasting. <laughs> there is way more to that story, though. I grew up with the son of the owners with of the Korea sun House. In with the sky. S- <laughs> <U-N>, yeah. <laughs> now, the, the son of the owners of Korea House, I'm not going to mention his name. He lived in the neighborhood just north of mine growing up, and I would take him home from school. I think it may have only happened for like the first quarter because I made a point for some reason when I had a big car full of guys I was taking home. I was 16 as a sophomore. I was one of those people, so I was like the only person who could drive, and all their parents were like, could you take our kids oh, home yeah. so they have to ride the bus or whatever? Oh. So I would because, you know, it's fun, whatever. I have sure. a bunch of people in the car, but I would like blare christian metal really loud (laughs) i just was like this is cool this is what a cool person would do in this situation turned out that you know (laughs) fine his name's aaron (laughs) mild-mannered aaron (laughs) was not so into that (laughs) so the reason i'm bringing this up is because i sent aaron a message to see if he could give me any information about uh this this family and their restaurants i did not hear back from him unfortunately we hadn't really talked in probably 10 years though we were on fine terms in high school or anything like that the music scared him off forever (laughs) (laughs) probably i wouldn't blame him it's like blindside or whatever (laughs) i also worked with his dad lucas the owner at target Oh, wow. Yeah, he did that for health insurance. He was a full, he worked full-time at Target during the day and I assume went to the restaurants at night. But I was at Target when he retired and they threw they had a little like cake and punch. I don't know if there was punch. They had a little cake party <laughs> <laughs> for Lucas. So. You know there was punch. You spiked it. <laughs> so, I, no, we didn't spike that punch. You spiked <laughs> it and you listen. blared metal Christian you're music saying there while you punch. did it. Now you're saying there is punch. Yeah. I spiked that punch with more Kool-Aid. <laughs> <laughs> more sugar <laughs> <laughs> no we are a stevia family 
So anyway, I had multiple connections to Korea House, and I also knew some people who would go there before Springfield Cardinals games and really, really missed it when it was gone as well. There's, not a, to show. there's not a lot of uh, Chinese close to Hammond's Field now. you got to go all the way to Yan's or yeah. uh, Rice House right next door there. But look, if you're going to go that far, might as well go up there to Shanghai Inn. <laughs> That's pretty far it's from Hammond's It's field. very far. <laughs> I'd go very far for that egg roll, my man. I know you would. I know you would. I see the look in your eyes right now. So, Katie, why don't you just tell us your general feelings about cashew chicken before we get into this review of Cashew Station. I've always liked cashew chicken. I am well aware that it's American cuisine, uh-huh. but uh, I'm just a big fan of cashews in general. Oh, yeah. So, so yeah, any way I can get cashews uh, into my meal, I will eat it and gravy. I'd say cashew is the best tree nut this cold, cold world has ever produced. <laughs> oh, it definitely Funny. is. Did you know that cashews are poisonous? Whoa. If you pick I, them yes. straight, yes. Yeah. If you pick them straight from the tree, like I think they even say, like you probably shouldn't touch them with your like bare hands. Got either. a weird shell too. Yeah, they do have a weird shell, and then they start off a lot bigger. I don't know how big they mm. are when they start off. Like I've always Basketball. assumed they're like no, like more like <laughs> <laughs> more like watermelons. <laughs> 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 no, but they start out pretty big, and they dry them out, and that's how we can eat them. Yep. Is oh. only if they're dried out and all the toxic stuff is taken out. But like the fruit, they come like in a fruit on a tree and you can't eat the fruit either because it's also toxic and cashew trees live for like hundreds and hundreds of years they live for a long time they're big trees too they really spread out man i feel guilty eating cashews now because that's so much work (laughs) oh it's taking an enormous amount of resources to produce one cashew i'm sure i'm always curious like how people found out that they could eat it too (laughs) Because, like, did it fall on a fire one time and somebody was like, I'll just eat, like, the burnt remains. I think it probably mm-hmm. started with okay. a lot of dead people who were like, this is a pretty good nut. <laughs> this is a pretty and then they died. <laughs> and then they died. <laughs> but it's, they're so delicious. Probably, people so just good. probably willed themselves probably. to figure like, it out. 10 out of 10 would do again if I wasn't going to die <laughs> really, really soon. Yeah. Back on Caveman Yelp. Yeah. <laughs> Cashews and nuts so good. They got their own station. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. So Cashew Station. This this was my second and third time this week visiting this restaurant. I went the first time during our Chinese New Year month, Dan. Oh, wow. All I could let myself eat was general chicken. It's what I was craving. It's like I ate it, you know, ten meals in a row. I was like, oh, I just feel like having general chicken, so I guess I'm going to go to this other place. That happened to me in the throes of Chinese New Year as well, just finding myself waking up 3 a.m. Chinese food half in my mm-hmm. mouth. Don't know where I got it. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> you're like, well, chopsticks has been closed. I don't know where this came from. Yeah, and it's definitely been more present in my diet than it was prior to us doing that insane month. It's fantastic. It is. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's so it's good. just so good. It's so like uh, straight down the middle of the lane. Perfect <laughs> goodness. Yeah. And so we're about halfway through the year. So we figured we're, we're not about halfway through the year, but that's okay. We're going to say <laughs> we are. We're about halfway through the year. <laughs> we are halfway through the year. Uh-uh. <laughs> Would that be on the 15th? No, it would be the very end of the month. You don't split the f- uh, okay. six month and a half. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, uh, 
Duh. So Cashew, Katie, uh, Cashew Station. They didn't. They, you know, somebody burned the math textbooks at Glendale. So and they just didn't get new ones. So this is after I told Andy how many calculators I stole between middle school well, and high school. So you think I'd know? He stole them because he needed them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're valuable tools. <laughs> I remember liking Cashew Station the first time that I visited. However, the thing that I was most intrigued by was that spot on the menu that talks about chopsticks and Korea House. This is like the last remaining location we can get a lot of these foods. Whenever I heard the chopsticks portion of the bio, it gave me a sense memory of how close their cashew chicken is to something that you would get from a chopsticks. Uh, So I, I don't doubt that a lot of these recipes are basically unchanged. I most of my memories of chopsticks are from like 11:30 p.m. Yes. after a long night, so they're a little fuzzy, <laughs> um, and, and not even because I was just like wasted. It's mostly because I don't know. I'm just not focused on the food at that point. It's like mostly just hanging out, like and basking in that moment with sure. friends and stuff like that. Also, because I was wasted. <laughs> <laughs> no, not, not really. <laughs> Okay, let's get into this. We have two different sets of drops to do since we have Chinese New Year drops and Patio Month drops. So fortunately for everyone, there are no brews at Cashew Station. Katie, it's brews, views, eats, seats, and beats. Yes, those are, those are the first five drops. Uh, say Katie has not heard this show, and that is why we are so embarrassed <laughs> about everything. So yeah, no Bruise. No. The next one is views. What I want is a view. Do you recognize that song? No. I okay. Know that. <laughs> Katie, like, seems like she's having trouble. I'm dying. This is so funny. Oh my gosh. So, views is where we talk about the, I don't know, aesthetics of the patio, the patio experience. What can you see out there? They don't call it a patio, they, they call it a picnic I wouldn't call it area. A patio. <laughs> I also wouldn't call it a patio. Fine. You win. <laughs> but. Their umbrellas work. They have umbrellas yes. at their table, and you can open those umbrellas. We had to open the we umbrella We had today. to, yeah, because there's, other than that, I don't think there's probably much sun back there at any time of the day if there weren't for the umbrellas. Uh-huh. And I liked that they had a little fountain over the side. Did yeah. you see the little fountain? Yeah, yeah. they got I a whole the garden. Fountain. There was a the fountain? fountain? It was, was like right behind you. So. Oh, man. So the, no. the restaurant itself faces north. It's on the south side of Battlefield. And on each side, there are drive-through windows. They've really yeah. got it set up efficiently there. Oh, yeah. The patio is in between each of the drive-through lanes directly behind the restaurant. Yeah. And it wasn't particularly busy when we were there. But if you imagine, like, imagine how it would be on a night when they were very busy. You just have tons of cars driving by you while you're back there. Yes, you're basically your trapped by cars. Yeah, like, pretty much. It, were there more cars, we may have not have been able to get out mm-hmm. or in. Yeah, I liked it, though, because I'm a people watcher. I don't know about you guys. Yep. So I'd love to stare at people while they're in their cars just trying to mind their own <laughs> business. That's, that's what I would like. <laughs> I went last night on my own just sure. to scope it out and also to try some other stuff because I knew I had to get Han's chicken, but I, I'm not going to talk about a Chinese restaurant without getting general chicken. Oh, come it's on. It's like the law. It's basically your D-Dick. Yeah, it's science. <laughs> <laughs> I stayed two hours late at my job writing out that bio that you just heard before I produced it. 
and then I went over there, and it was pouring down rain while I was riding, and the skies cleared. The skies cleared oh. as I finished. However, the the patio was still wet, so oh, I wasn't yeah. able to sit. I, I even thought about going home. If it had been raining tonight, I was going to go get towels so we could still sit at the patio. <laughs> so it was raining, but I also wanted to eat it hot because, you know, take out. I know, Dan, sure. you don't care. You like soggy food, no, I don't but care it can be really, like it can affect. I'm, I'm fine with it. Oh, <laughs> I'm wow. okay with it. <laughs> if it means I'm eating it in the comfort of my home, um, then yeah, I'm fine with it. Well, I wanted to eat it hot. So what I did was eat it in the comfort of my car. Ooh. This is food for which you need to have a fork. Fork food. Yeah. So it's not exactly great to just have in the box in your lap. What I did was take the lid of a like big storage box. My mom had given me some uh, some uh, what's that? What's the word for like stuff from your childhood? Crap that yeah, you don't <laughs> want, but she's gonna make you take. Yeah. Well, it's not like I. <laughs> What you're saying is true, except I don't see it that way. Keepsakes. Keepsakes. Treasures. So going along with what you said, I was looking at the box at that moment when I went back there to get the top. Um, Mom's label on the side said, uh, like, Andy's keepsakes. And my label on the top, because I I packed it before I moved at some point, it said, Andy's old junk. (laughs) 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 So I shared these boxes of keepsakes in the back of my car. So I took the lid and put that on my lap. So I had like a, a lap desk that I was able to eat from. However, I I thought I had a fly in my car with me, which is like mildly annoying. Yeah. And then like I started itching in three or four places and realized I'd let a mosquito in the car with me, mm. which was not great. I'm not going to hold that against Cashew Station for getting a mosquito in my car. <laughs> Feels like their fault. You know, yeah. that Feels. is a downfall of patio dining. Mm-hmm. I had a spider on me at the dugout uh, that I didn't even mention during our review and uh it was harrowing, really. Like, I think I deserve some sort of medal. Yeah. Spider medal. Yes. You know what? We make a couple kinds of dumb awards here all the time. You get a spider medal, Dan. Cool. Way to go. Thank you. <laughs> it's nice to have you here, Katie, to wow. witness the handing over ceremony. It's a so, special moment. Believe it or not, we're still in a section called views. And I don't think we've really talked about what you can see. What can you see from the patio? Uh, you can see the backs of apartments uh-huh. um, and a fence that divides you from those apartments. Uh-huh. Back of the restaurant. Back of the restaurant. Yeah. There's a little garden back yeah. there. We were talking about that. There's a lot of flowers. It's kind of mm-hmm. nice. Sure. like the way that looks. Yeah. The front is really well maintained as well. They have a lot of flowers out there. Yeah. It's cool. They didn't have to do that. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. a common theme with like Chinese chef. Mm-hmm. A lot of beautiful stuff out there. Yeah. So let's talk about the seats. Customers sitting there with food in their mouths. I don't know what's going on. Have a sandwich. Have a seat. Have a seat. Man, I've just been sitting here thinking. About what? About the miracle we witnessed. Two concrete picnic tables, each with three concrete seats were these concrete i thought I'm they were sure they wood. were wood <laughs> yeah what? i was so oh. sure this was all wood no it was all wood okay i was oh, like yeah. am i losing my mind no. right now no, no confessions to prove it okay. i don't know the difference between concrete <laughs> and wood yeah wood the thing you drive on on the road <laughs> pools are made with wood right yes yeah, it's a nice wood grain pool when they get a splinter it's a little piece of concrete in your finger <laughs> so Comfortable? <laughs> not particularly. They're not uncomfortable, but no. they're yeah. fine. They serve their purpose. Not the least comfortable picnic. Seat Would I've you go been. there to hang out with some friends? 
for a good time and stay a while? It depends, I feel like, on the time of day, probably for yeah. me. Yeah. And if there's like, if there is a lot of sun, I don't know if I'd want to be out there because I don't feel like the umbrella did a lot yeah. as far as sun went. We yeah. were very fortunate because it cooled off yes. today right yeah. as we got there. It was like 90 degrees and I feel like the temp must have the temp must have dropped like 10 degrees by the time we were eating. So. Yeah, I think it did too. We had a really nice time. Yeah. We yeah. sat there talking a lot longer than we uh, had to. Uh, I, mean, <laughs> I, I, I talked a lot and then you guys are waiting for me to finish. So. <laughs> You know, I, I mean, it kind of depends on how many friends you have, really. If you roll yeah, deep like true. me, there's not, <laughs> oh, there's wow. not a, like eight spaces out there. You two I, are my best friends. <laughs> That's all I have. <laughs> I just we met, met him. We are tonight. not best friends. <laughs> Help. <laughs> Is it time to move on to eats? Oh, I sure hope so. I like to eat. That one's brand new, folks. Brand That's new this week. That one's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Three that I've heard, that one's number one. <laughs> Three components in that one. Once again, we're running a contest for which we currently have no reward. If you run a restaurant and want to give away gift, gift certificates to somebody on our show, free promotion for you. Listeners, eh, if you want to see if someone will do that for you, go ahead and send what you think <laughs> the three components of each drop are. This is a new one. It's a new one for you. Brand new one. You're going to have to get all five. So that's a 15 components total. Yeah, you want to hear it again? It's only seven seconds. I like to eat. I love that one so much. <laughs> Do you make these sober? Oh, yes. Very much so. <laughs> oh. <laughs> It only takes like three hours each. Yeah. It's not a big deal. For seven seconds. Oh. It's fun. It's really fun. We have subcategories for the food. Each of them has their own drops. I think we need to start with the appetizers and then work our way into the entrees. And of course, we have different sections for the appetizers. What should oh, sure. we start with, Dan? I think we can probably start with the Crab Rangoon. Sounds good. Yeah. Are you ready, kids? Ah. Good to be good to have you back, Goon Squad. <laughs> <laughs> Miss, missed you the last five months. <laughs> now, this drop, of course, is not in the running for the competition. No. These are side drops. I mean, that one's clearly Mr. Krabs and Elvis <laughs> Costello. <laughs> Pretty obvious there. Let's talk about these Crab Rangoon. I thought these were excellent. Very good. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. They were very crispy on the edges. They were like a deep, dark brown there. But then when you got down to the actual filled part, they were very soft, this golden yellow hue. And I think they had real cream cheese in there. They tasted like real cream cheese to me. That's what I thought. Yeah. And they stayed together pretty well. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like sometimes when you <laughs> want to tear it in half and you kind of want things to be even on both sides, it doesn't always happen. But with these, I feel like it happened very easily. I got cream cheese on both sides. Yeah. yeah. Not too thick of a wonton skin. Uh, still nice and crunchy, but bigger than some of the mm -hmm. thinner skinned wonton crab rangoons. Four biters for sure. Oh, yes. Needed yeah. four bites to eat mm -hmm. one. Yeah. Love that. Katie, we went to some places in January where it was like one bite. Oh, absolutely. Get out of here with that. Creation gives you a one biter. Not that Panda Express is real food um, <laughs> <laughs> at all, but theirs is definitely like a one bite thing. Like they're so teeny tiny. The little baby crab yeah. rangoons. They're not even called crab rangoons. They're called cream cheese something. Get oh. that out of here. It's yeah. probably more accurate. Uh, yeah, probably. 
I don't Panda think they Express, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I think they did not have real crab at Cashew Station, which is fine. We talked about this a lot too, sure. which is cool. It still tasted delicious, very creamy, very cream cheesy, not crabby. Didn't make me crabby. <laughs> <laughs> They're good. I like yeah. them. We also got some steam buns. Yeah, dim sum, <laughs> kind of. I'm just so starved for dim sum in Springfield that anything that even remotely resembles it, I'm going to call dim okay, sum. Okay, what is dim sum anyways? It's it's where you buy like s- small items, like handheld items, a whole bunch of them a la carte, and then eat that as your meal, basically. Oh. So it's like dumplings, uh, buns like we had. They'll also have buns that are more bready. And they're they're both called buns. Like is this these, is a Portland thing. No, it's like oh. a it's a Chinese thing. But they have dim sums. Yeah, they it, call them dim sums. D I M. It's like S-U-M. a dim sum store <laughs> or a, a dim sum restaurant. Yeah, yeah, pretty, pretty much. Yeah, huh. it's just like a style of of ordering and serving food. Interesting. Uh, there are a lot of dim sum restaurants on the West Coast. That's kind of how I was orish, originally exposed to it. Was this? I think it's Nintai Fung. Nintai Fung. Hmm. It's like a huge chain. In China, but there's only one in LA, and it's like a huge deal there. And my friends took me. I was like, "Oh, this is this is a thing that needs to be everywhere for sure." That's yeah. interesting. Anyway, let's talk about these steamed buns. They come out and they're very white on the outside. Mm-hmm. They almost have, and this is not a, in a bad way, but they're almost like have like a translucent, slimy quality. Sure, and they, they glisten. They certainly, glisten like the tears on your face yeah, earlier. Yeah. I'm still. Yeah. I don't think I've ever had a steamed bun before, and it was. Definitely not what I was expecting. I think I was expecting more of a dumpling texture, more of a noodle bite to the surface, but um, it's just a nice kind of spongy, mm-hmm. cakey texture. And then you get to that uh, bourbon chicken in the center. Did you say that that ours were filled with bourbon, bourbon chicken, chicken this evening? I liked it a lot. I didn't love it. I wish it would have had a little more sauce in there, a little more uh, flavor to the meat. We had a side Ugh. of sweet and sour that we just left there. Oh, um, see, I would not have dipped it in sweet and sour. Yeah, I don't like dipping it in sweet and sour either. Fair enough. I uh, just had a darker, thinner sauce. It would have. Ooh, mm, that mm. was what I was thinking. Like yeah. the whatever they put on the bourbon chicken. I wanted like a cup of yeah. that. That oh. would have been great. However, I do understand why they probably didn't make it saucy in the center. Like the way that it was very like spongy. I think it would have been soggy if yeah. it had been any wetter on the inside. Yeah. I wonder if those are pre-made. The most recent time I had dim sum was in Chinatown in San Francisco. And those they would make fresh. And those were like gooey. The filling was gooey and meaty in the center. That was awesome. I still really enjoyed having that particular flavor profile and those textures in my mouth in Springfield. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I got to say, Babao kind of took the wind out of their sails because we went to my birthday and they had steamed steamed buns as Oof. a special that night, and those were on another level, as you might expect from Babao. It's Bao a totally Bao different is experience. on another level. Totally general. different experience. It's not fast food. I feel like also it was my first time having like a yeah. steamed bun thing. And I think for a first experience, it was really good. It was a lot better than I thought because looking at it, I didn't think I was going to like it. Like it looked <laughs> like it was going to be like gummy and that kind of like with sure. the slimy look to it, but it was, it was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Almost a pancake texture. Yeah, very much so. That's a great observation. I had the pork version the night before that I did not like as much. It was kind of lower grade pork. You know, they have those little tiny pieces of chopped pork that you'll see at Asian restaurants a lot. Just not my favorite. You know, it's the ones that have the reddish quality on one side and like the reddishness was coming off and sort of joining the Uh. inside of the bun. I didn't care for the way it looked, but 
it wasn't bad. I still really like the bun texture and taste. We're going to get to try some of those later. <laughs> I know I made them sound great, but... <laughs> I think it's probably time for a sauce count. Oh, sure. Somebody sauce me. <laughs> that was me. That was Jim Carrey. <laughs> uh, I got one soy sauce. How about you, Katie? Uh, one, yeah. Yeah, I think one for me, and I, I'm not even sure that I noticed it until I was throwing my stuff away, unfortunately. Cool. Right. But there's not really a place to put it. You'd have to pour it directly on to the item, which is not my preferred yeah. soy sauce consumption method. What's your preferred soy sauce consumption <laughs> method, Katie? Uh, <laughs> I am always hoping the food tastes good enough that I don't even have to add yeah. it. It is liquid salt, uh-huh. and I don't want to salt my food. I just want it to kind of already be done uh-huh. and like already be flavor enough. Also, that particular kind of brand, I don't know what it's called, the one that's got like the panda on it that sure. we had, I do not like that kind oh. of soy sauce. It's right. my least favorite kind. I think it's very like low grade. Throwing never had soy shade. <laughs> yeah. Soy sauce not taken here. I love it. Wow. <laughs> How about those fortune cookies? We didn't get any fortune yeah, we didn't cookies. Have I wanted any. you to play the drop still. Yeah, okay, we definitely should. <laughs> no fortune cookies, but anyway. We haven't had enough. All cookies very important to me. They mean a lot to me, but much more. It's very long. <laughs> Absolutely. Now think if we didn't mention the fortune cookies, how our fans would just freak out thinking that we had forgotten. Why weren't there any? You know, we could have gone up and asked, but it's like feels so weird to go up and say, I need a fortune cookie, please. Bad. Let's get into the entrees finally. Mm. We've been dragging this on long enough. Let's get to the main event. Entree vous. I went last night and I got general chicken. I ordered it extra spicy with half dark meat, half white meat, which I think is the way to do it. You get that nice mix of textures. Half and half. You can tell the difference because of the way that the breading clings to the meat in a different oh. way. See, the dark meat, at least at the, the cheaper places, and I say that respectfully and lovingly, the cheaper places, the breading will come off the dark meat much easier, whereas it's more attached to the white meat. I like the flavor of both quite a bit, and I think that people who are ordering white meat are sort of being bamboozled. I mean, not really. It doesn't have any fat, and dark meat is mostly <laughs> fat, but, you know, uh, they're missing out because dark meat's delicious. This was pretty good. This is like very good fast food style general chicken. Very saucy, not sweet. It was one of the places where the sauce went up halfway to the top of the container and everything was half submerged. I've been going to Chinese Chef quite a bit recently and theirs is a lot different. The sauce just coats the outside of the chicken and there's just a little bit of sauce on the bottom of Mm -hmm. the container, which is fine too. I'm kind of learning to love every variation of this wonderful dish. Yes. (laughs) So excellent. It was pretty spicy. It was very oily, which is a, you know, it's another pretty normal thing for a cheaper place. And I thought it was pretty tasty. Chicken, not crispy. Got to say, it did take me a minute or two to get my sort of uh, box top lap desk set up. So that could have been it. I would love to see what their food tastes like on a plate, which reminds me that their website has all their food plated, like pictures of their food on plates. Can't can't get it that way. Not not a possibility. Oh, yeah, yeah, there's literally no way to receive it like that. Yeah, there's yeah. no no place for they don't have plates at this restaurant. So let's get what into if they did, though? Like what if they, they just did? still just had a bunch of plates? <laughs> Worst business model imaginable. <laughs> Katie, what did you order today? Uh, I got the sweet and sour chicken. 
I was not a big fan. I I just kind of think like if you're going to go there, probably get some of the things that they usually don't have in other places because it was very generic kind of sweet and sour like you get it anywhere. Now, yeah, do you right, normally yeah. order sweet and sour or what's what's a typical Chinese restaurant order for you? I usually get cashew chicken and like crab rangoons and that's pretty much it. And then I like hot and sour soup mm, sometimes, yeah. but I'm super picky. I've yet to find a place in Springfield that I like for that, but it wasn't bad though. Like it was good. And the chicken was good and uh, like the way they fried it. But again, you probably get it anywhere. Yeah. Not a mind blower. No, not a mind blower. You'll have to keep me up to date on the hot and sour soup discussion because my girlfriend loves hot and sour soup. I think we determined that Leong's had our favorite during Chandy's New Year, right? Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah. What'd you order, Dan? You know, we discussed this before we ordered Andy. (laughs) We're just trying to pin down this dedict. (laughs) Now, of course, we debuted the uh, D-Dict subsect 417 cashew rules everything around me. Cream, get the money. Uh, dollar, dollar bills, Wasn't y'all. it cream, get the cashew? Cream, get the cashew. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. Um, I'm so sorry. <laughs> we, of course, debuted that a few weeks ago at our Alamo Draft House review where I stated that any non-Chinese restaurant in town that serves cashew chicken Springfield style, I will order it as a part of the D-Dict, of course. And during our Chinese New Year month, I ate entirely cashew chicken. So I was struggling with today (laughs) on whether to get cashew chicken or not. But I kind of just had to. I felt unfair to cashew station. It it falls in the guidelines. I I think think the original DDIC stands as well because it's called cashew station. Yes, but in order for the original DDIC to stand, (laughs) the original DDIC, of course, states um, if the name of a restaurant is in a dish, I must order that one. That's People the original one. tune into Spring Food Mo for the bureaucracy. <laughs> yeah, you know? Absolutely. Everyone's favorite part. <laughs> yeah, come on down to the Spring Food Mo town hall meeting, June 22nd. Um, <laughs> Tell us about that. It that would CC. need to be named Cashew Station Chicken in oh. order to fall explicitly under the original edict. Either way, I got the cashew chicken. The, uh, the prosecution rests. Yes, the prosecution <laughs> does in fact rest. Uh, sustained, Your Honor. It was it was pretty good. It wasn't great. I um I like what you said about the dark meat versus white meat. Uh-huh. I got dark meat as I normally do, and I have noticed that if it's not sauced on the side, you're going to get kind of the skin falling yep. off yep, a yep. little bit. Uh, this, of course, was not sauced on the side. It was pretty soggy. Not a whole lot of Christmas to. Not a lot of Christmas. (laughs) They they were putting up a tree, giving you presents, (laughs) Santa Claus. Uh, There wasn't a lot of Christmas to it, but I enjoyed it all the same. It was really good. I I liked the sauce. It was a little lighter color. The rice was very good. It had a nice clumping to Mm -hmm. it. Good texture to the rice. Enjoyed that quite a bit. I'm here for that rice texture. I don't need your sticky rice touching my cashew chicken i need some fried rice please and don't just call it fried rice i'm talking to some places explicitly and you can tell by my tone of voice who you are (laughs) i won't call you out for real because i like your restaurant too much i would like to hear the mm. names fry that rice up y'all today on my second trip this week i ordered han's chicken the one that was mentioned in the bio that's supposedly a traditional Korean dish that was carried over from the original Korea house. It has sprouts on it, mm-hmm. and I don't like sprouts. Yes. Or you so I thought. Mm. <laughs> this was so good. <laughs> it was peanutty. I'm pretty sure that they use 
peanut oil in this dish, though I can tell you with 100% certainty that they use canola oil in their fryer if they have a fryer because that place smells so strongly of canola oil. Hmm. I can identify it because that is what my mom uses when she makes cashew chicken. It has a very distinct smell versus other types of oil like our mutual friend Jake uh, who owns a vegan burger company in town, Jake's Vegan Burgers. That'll be $50, please. Thank Thank you, you, Jake. (laughs) We Our prices have gone up. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, He has done stuff with, uh, I think, peanut oil before in his Fry Daddy, and it does not smell the same as my mom's. Mm -mm. I'm pretty sure they use canola oil normally, but I almost guarantee that they fry this in peanut oil because it doesn't have that peanut butter quality, but it still has that very peanutty taste. Sure. And the sauce is very oily. They gave me the option to do it I think it was regular, mild, hot, or extra hot. I went with hot. Wish I'd have gone extra Should've hot. Should have gone extra hot. Should have gone extra. It was still spicy. It was pretty spicy. But it's not like rickshaw hiccups spicy. The sprouts, when submerged in the oil, became very soft. And they yes. still had that earthy flavor. But they added just sort of a different, softer texture that I hadn't been expecting. Do you know they're the most filling food? Really? Yeah, I read that well. That surprises me. At least according to some study that I read once... It's it's satiety level is like ninety seven percent or something. I always consider bean sprouts to be like the Asian version of celery. Myself, like it just tastes like air and water. Yeah, yeah. Huh. I'm not a fan either, but I tried a little bite of yours, and it almost becomes a little noodle when hitting the sauce. And here's the thing: also, the chicken is not served with the sauce poured over it. The sauce is in the bottom, and I'm pretty sure they put the chicken on top of that. So I got to taste the chicken without any sauce, which I'm pretty sure all the other dishes that we tried, that wasn't the case, right? They all had sauce all over them. Oh, mine was sauce to the top. It was, there was a lot. (laughs) The chicken was crispy. It was really good. It was really good crispy chicken. Uh, It was pretty high quality uh, actual meat, considering that this is a cheaper place. It's not quite like bow bow level, you know, super high grade chicken, but it was I was very impressed. I liked it quite a bit. It was also topped with peanuts. I don't mm-hmm. even think you mentioned yeah, those like you a, got so into the peanut oil. Not like a little bit, like a full handful of, of peanuts. We're Absolutely. talking like, you know, sometimes uh, I get really into eating peanuts and look at the nutrition facts I'm like, oh, wow, they're very <laughs> dense. This was like 400 calories worth of peanuts. On top of this thing, so many peanuts. Mm-mm. I measure everything in, a, in grams with a scale. That's not a joke. <laughs> I do. So I like have a pretty good sense Take of. Take it home and you put it on a scale? No, or? when I make stuff. Oh, So like okay. I measure the number of peanuts I'm going to eat by the gram. I was going to say, this is a, a thorough restaurant <laughs> review show. You know what? Maybe we shouldn't incorporate that. <laughs> I'm so wish you wouldn't have said that because I'm probably going to have to do it. <laughs> Andy will. <laughs> Yeah, I was really impressed with that Hans chicken. That was very tasty. I had a bite of it. It was very tasty. Yeah. It was uh, definitely kind of a higher quality product than you would think that you would find at a place at this price point. Do we want to go over how much we spent today for all oh three of us? My, we got three entrees. Yes. We got an order of steamed buns. We got an order of crab rangoon. Both four piece. It was $24 total yep. for Whoa. three people with two sides. Yeah. I don't even think you can do that at McDonald's no. with three people. No, no it, it was... I took leftovers. Fantastic. Wow. Yeah, it was all very filling. I feel like had you gone with another side item that wasn't the steamed buns, it'd probably be even mm-hmm. a few dollars cheaper. Those were $5. That, that's so not bad. $5 that total was steamed buns that we got just to try. Yeah. So hmm. a price point is great. I feel yeah, like especially great. for that Hans chicken, what a great deal. What a great value proposition. 
Can you see my eyes? Are there little hearts? I'm in love, Dan. <laughs> we should probably play the <laughs> value proposition chicken. drop. <laughs> there was a Christian man called Value Pack, but they left the K off P-A-C. Maybe I could find one of theirs. We could use oh, that. Okay. It's not going to happen. What next? <laughs> we have a very special opportunity tonight to revive a segment that's been long dormant on the show, and that is, you guessed it, folks, it's the reheat. Oh, I played the wrong one. We got a problem. <laughs> This major crime. Get to know your enemy, boys. Every big time crew has been busted. These are the guys who took them down. I mean, I'm sure you already know this, Katie, but that's a trailer for the movie Den of Thieves. <laughs> okay, I was wondering, what is and, the uh, drop for this for? Den of Thieves is basically a remake of the movie Heat. Oh. Vis-a-vis reheat. Oh. <laughs> it's a dirtbag remake of Heat. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit of a misnomer of a segment because we're not actually heating anything up the steamed dumplings are generally served only slightly warm at best like lukewarm room temp so this should be a pretty accurate representation not because they've been sitting out they have been sitting out for an hour because that's how long we've been recording however i don't think i think it should be okay right how does science work bacteria and all that whatever let's take a risk i see what you're talking about about that redness they've each got a little a little red peeking out the top Mm -hmm. it's kind of unnerving yeah a little bit you don't feel like you have to do this. I mean, <laughs> and I bit the paper off the bottom of it. <laughs> I bit the paper right off the bottom. I'm going to soldier through it and just go ahead and take that first bite of paper down. <laughs> I think this may be better than it was yesterday. This is better than yesterday. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hmm. The pork is just not great. Got to say, it's just it's so chewy. It could use a little barbecue sauce and a pickle. It would it would make like an an all right, really cheap pulled pork sandwich. Mm-hmm. Not as good as those bourbon chicken. I ones. still really like the actual bready bun, but the, the the texture of that pork inside is just not doing it for me. Hey, do you guys hear that? Is there something off? In the- I am rolling, 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 rolling. I am rolling, 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 rolling. Keep rolling. Wow, more oh, wow. Jim Carrey. Ooh, that was, <laughs> That's right. We have a special reheated egg roll section because we forgot to order them <laughs> as we were eating. And we can't possibly talk about a Chinese place without talking about egg rolls. Let's try it out. These are both pretty thick rolls. They are. Do an ASMR portion. Where you oh, eat please them. do. <laughs> <laughs> that really came through. Yeah. It sounded good. I couldn't have come up with a sound effect that sounded as good as that did. <laughs> little peek behind the curtain i'm not eating one right now because i did have one yesterday wow i thought these were really interesting i don't know if yours are different tonight but is there any meat in there yeah there there is is. there's chicken it's got a meaty flavor i thought this was chicken i I think you should maybe take a bite of this reheated because i think after the microwave hit it maybe it awoke the (laughs) uh, (laughs) meat flavors more it's probably the same small dice chicken from uh, those pork buns. It's so hot, Dan. Oh, yeah. Yes, I'm sorry. <laughs> it, for the it, warning. It's incredibly hot, and you took a very large bite of possibly the hottest part. <laughs> there was a big red piece of pork sticking out of that one. Mm. The one that I ate yesterday did not have any pork. I 100% guarantee you I have pictures. I don't think there was any meat in it. But what this tells us is that they're making them daily. Are these mixed egg rolls? Maybe they are. This pork and chicken. Everything on the cutting board they don't yeah. <laughs> they don't use. They just scrape into a pile, and that's the egg roll pile. <laughs> the flavor on the outside kind of has that canola oil mm-hmm. 
taste to it. I'm sure that's what, what they fry it in. I think it's very good. It is really very tasty. It reminds me of the Shanghai in egg roll, not quite in crispiness or fatness. It's mm-hmm. certainly a large egg roll, but not as big as that football size mm-hmm. Shanghai in one. Yeah, it's really good. I'm curious to know how like crispy it was whenever it was first ordered. Yeah. Uh, listeners just heard Katie's uh, crispy, crunchy first bite out of hers. So it certainly still retained a little bit of that. I think it's time to rate this place. How many out of five nut houses? Oh, okay. Keeping it simple. <laughs> Would you rate cashews? Cashew station. Yeah. Had a little piece of cabbage on the tongue there. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Katie, you're our guest. We'll start with you. Hmm. I'd say I'd probably give it like four nut houses. Wow. You know? All right. Like the patients aren't comatose, but things are pretty crazy. <laughs> um, I think the reason I wouldn't give it a full five is because I just didn't think every item on the menu is like super high quality and like i think if you didn't try a variety of things and maybe just ordered one item there's a chance you could walk away unhappy katie Mm. i have a feeling that you're probably going to be on the high side of the reviews here i don't know maybe really maybe andy's got something else to say but uh I, i think the four is i think that's a respectable rating dude Lady, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's the polite of the what, what what's right. To, how do you what you're supposed to say now? Is lady, is lady, is lady, I try to be respectful. I think ladies have a bit great. It's not <laughs> makes me feel like like a china doll. I'm so sorry. <laughs> like in a cabinet. I'm so sorry. Lady. <laughs> I'm trying to be respectful, and I said dude to him. And I don't know what the equivalent well, is. So anyway, that the Beastie Boys referred to women oh, has got to be. Yikes. <laughs> the way to go this is getting cut out (laughs) (laughs) well i am also rating it a four wow with that hans chicken i can't go any lower than a four it's so good and the the value proposition wow is excellent we're gonna need a theme for that you're right so cashew station great story very good food dan rate it (laughs) (laughs) i thought you already rated it i thought you said you're gonna go four Did you not already rate it? <laughs> no, I didn't. But now I'm going for it. <laughs> uh, Don't I, be try. peer pressured into this. This place is maybe a 3.5. However, I don't know if I would stand by that had I ordered like the Hans chicken. I'm mm-hmm. going straight off of cashew chicken. I've had so much cashew chicken here in town. I consider myself somewhat of an authority. And I think that this place is right about a 3.5. However, Excellent crab rangoon. Yeah. Uh, worth it for those alone. It may be my favorite of the crab rangoon that we have had really? for the show. Very, wow. very good. It's definitely my favorite in Springfield so mm-hmm. far that I've found. It's it's good Goodness. enough to go there just for that. And there's yeah. no other crab rangoon that we've tried for the show that I would say that about. And I would also go back for the Hans chicken. So for me, yep. solid four. All right. No regrets. <laughs> and now we're going to revive another long dormant segment look we only do it when we need to do it absolutely we've never done it without needing to (laughs) and uh i almost said ladies and gentlemen is that bad now (laughs) i mean i guess that's (laughs) such an old whatever makes you feel comfortable no 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 it's not i want to be respectful i people ladies and gentlemen is better than referring to as a single woman as a lady i'm bad lady always sounds it either sounds like like you're being careful or like you're angry. You know, <laughs> you're angry, but you're polite. Hey, lady. <laughs> you know? 
I want to be good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, that's right. Somebody today, tonight, <laughs> needs to be called out. On Thursday, May 2nd at 1232 p.m., an email arrived in the Spring Food inbox from someone at 417 Magazine. Wow. Informing us... <laughs> Informing us that our show would be featured in an upcoming article about local podcasts. Of course, we were flattered and thrilled. We'd been thirsting for that 417 mag bump for months, baby. That's right. Shared email account. <laughs> On June 4th, yesterday for us, the article posted online, and we were a little surprised at what writer Claire Porter had to say about us. Sure, she compared us to the Dave Chang Show, which is a way better podcast than ours. And yeah, she told readers about how we taste test new restaurants and old Springfield favorites, talk weird trends, terrible dives, and hidden gems. It's her words. I actually don't know what terrible dives she's talking about. I think we've loved all the dives we've been I love to. dives. Yeah, dives rule. I'm ready for a terrible one. But it's true. Claire also said we have on familiar guests from the Springfield food scene do blind taste tests have culinary obituaries. Sometimes. I think maybe she just listened to the beginning <laughs> of the show. And maybe answer the Taylors. <laughs> and answer listener questions. All of that is undeniably the truth. I'm not even going to call out Claire for forgetting the possessive apostrophe at the end of the made-up word food mails. Wow. Something that bothers me, even though I know it works either way. And the apostrophe usage in this particular case is subject purely to personal preference. And that Claire's preference is evidently different than mine. Yep, I am an insufferable pedant. <laughs> but I still have a bone to pick with one Claire Porter of 417 Magazine, let me tell you. She described the premise of our show like this. Two men are determined to try every eatery 417 Land offers. Guess what, Claire? That's not the premise of this podcast. Wow. First, we're barely men by any measure of masculinity. And second, we've never said anything about trying to eat at every restaurant in Springfield. She just pulled that out of nowhere. Yeah, it's a really great hook. And it's certainly way more interesting than two straight washed white dudes babbling about what they ate that week. But guess what, Claire Porter? It's revenge time. <laughs> oh. oh boy, we're gonna get back at you now, Claire. We're adopting your premise. <laughs> From here on out, Spring Food Mo is about two men trying to eat at every restaurant <laughs> in Springfield. So yeah. Our show has a premise now, and it's all the fault of Claire Porter from 417 Magazine. Hey, Claire. <laughs> you got called out! You got called out! You got called out! You got called out! I'm called out! It's a comedy show! <laughs> <laughs> Finally. <laughs> I think if Claire Porter ever listens to this, which like I don't really think that she's going to. <laughs> I think she's gonna be confused at the end. She's gonna be like, "Were they being nice to me or oh. not nice well, to me?" It seems like she has listened, it, or somebody at least told her what what we do on the show because there are like some pretty inside. There's some pretty inside stuff in that description. But I'm I'm so grateful that they did that. It was really cool. And also, I think that we need to make it our goal to eat at every <laughs> restaurant in Springfield. Now it's such a good idea and such a like an actual good 
hook of a premise. I don't know. She could have mentioned Chad Chadshaw, but... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Friend of the show, Katie. What? Friend of the show, Katie. (laughs) Oh, oh, Chad Chadshaw. I I see. (laughs) Hearing you say, what? It's like music (laughs) to me. It's wonderful. I guess that about wraps up this week's episode of Spring Food Mo. We'd, we'd like to thank our guest, Katie Still. All right, folks. That was Cash You in Love by Trionce. You're listening to C106.7 Radio Cashew, Cashew, Cashew. And I'm your host with the most salty cashew. Coming up, we've got your traffic update, weather on the tins, and a whole tree load of tunes. Starting with this one from Cashew Clearwater Revival. It's I Took the Shell Off You on C106.7 Radio Cashew. Um, I'm sorry, can we help you? Hey man, you mind? I'm trying to host a show here. Actually, uh, I I do mind. We're, we're hosting a show ourselves, Mr. Uh... I'm sorry, I didn't get your name. Call me Cashew. Salty Cashew. Pleased to meet you. Salty Cashew. You're you're supposed to be some sort of DJ. Excuse me. A DJ? For your information, I'm a veteran broadcaster. I've been riding the wave since you were wee peanuts. I meant no disrespect. We're just trying to wrap up our own show here. You're listening to C106.7 Radio Cashew, Cashew, Cashew. I am Salty Cashew with the hits that get you out of your shell and make you go crazy. Coming up, we've got your weather on the tins. And make sure to tune in tonight at 11 p.m. for our alternative listening block. For the latest in Cashew Gaze and Legume Wave. <laughs> right now we've got Cashew Little Thing Called Love by Stadium Rockers Tareen. Followed by the new Cashew Gambino. You're listening to C106.7 Radio Cashew. You sound like a DJ. Broadcaster. Sorry, a broadcaster. And you, you host a radio program... About nuts? Nuts. Not just any nuts, you screw. Cashews, finest tree nut this cold, cold world has ever produced. And I, sorry. C106.7 Radio Cashew, Cashew, Cashew. Salty Cashew here on the ones and twos, and we've got the lines open. We're taking requests. 1-888-4-CASHEW. That's 1-888-4-CASHEW. We don't. We don't have phone lines in the C-106.7 Radio Cashew. Caller, you are on the air. Oh, my God. Is this Salty Cashew? The one and only. What can I do for you? I'm a first-time <laughs> caller, long-time fan, Saul. Unlike that podcast that I was just on. <laughs> it's my best friend's birthday, and I would it would mean the world to her if you'd play the Cashew Train by Ozzy Allmansborn. <laughs> Sure thing, and what's her name? Her name is Hazel. (laughs) All right, well, you heard it here, folks. Coming up next is Cashew Train for Hazel, requested by a real hazelnut. Have a happy, happy birthday, Hazel, from us here at C106.7 Cashew Radio. Stay tuned for your weather on the tins. Sorry, what was I saying? Why are you here? 
Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, calm down, Peanut. What's the problem? We're trying to end our show when you just came into the studio and look, I get it. We get it. It's a cashew station. Funny. It's called Radio Cashew. Uh, you're listening to C106.7 Radio Cashew. And up next, we've got Cashew by Gnarls. Stop! <laughs> Ooh, stop what? Stop taking songs with the word crazy in the title and substituting the word cashew. It's clear what you're doing. All right, folks, up next is Cashew Butter Kisses by Chance the Cashew. Not better. <laughs> Not any better. Stay tuned for your weather on the tins, but first, a word from our sponsor. Is that, is that it? Is that the end? You done? Okay, all right. I guess that's all. Uh, I guess we can end our show for real. <laughs> hey, guys, I was uh, just in the bathroom. What was that all about? You didn't miss anything. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, Katie, thank you very much for coming on. This was a blast. It's weird having an actual funny person <laughs> on the show. We should do a little uh, bit more of that. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You've really you've enlightened us oh, to wow. being funny. <laughs> <laughs> so once again, where can people come see you perform next you can catch me next june 22nd so that's coming up here at the end of the month pretty soon uh eight o'clock at uh culture flock and that rhymed not on purpose <laughs> but but even better um and it's a show hosted by the basement cats which is a female comedy sketch group and it's a lot of fun they uh always give their donations to a charity so there's no entrance fee just uh give whatever you feel comfortable with that's very cool yeah it's pretty yeah. cool can't wait. Very excited to come to that. <laughs> <laughs> As always, you can rate, review, subscribe, all that things podcast people say. Absolutely. Um, thank you again to 417 <laughs> Magazine for writing us yes, up. Thank you very much. And you know, if you got somebody in your life you think might want to hear some bozos talk about food <laughs> and be funny maybe, uh, send them our way. <laughs> yes, send them to the Hammond's Tower. <laughs> <laughs> or to our RSS feed. Your and choice. We will, like all We're new listeners, places. initiate them by having them sit in on a record. This is what we do with all first-time listeners. So this is a this is a regular onboarding thing for us. Yes, let them know they can come hang out. All right, uh, have a great week, everyone. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> what am I doing? I was doing a show. <laughs> hey, thanks for listening to Spring Food Mo. We really appreciate it. And if you'd like to support our podcast, guess what? You can. Visit support.springfoodpod.com. That's support.springfoodpod.com. Thanks for the money. <laughs> Spring Food Media. <laughs> Yeah, oh, okay. it's not confirmed. Some guy <laughs> offered us the show, and then we said, "Yeah." And he's like, oh, "I gotta check my boss." So. <laughs> he was like, "Do you want to do this more than anything in the world?" Yes, we really do. <laughs> he's like, "We'll let you know." <laughs> uh -huh, exactly. <laughs> it's probably my list of demands. Um, I said, "You know, we're gonna need three fully white cats." Oh yeah, on stage with oh, us. Yeah. Oh, what am I saying? If there's even fully, like a fully little, white cats, yeah, huh? not black cats, just not white black. head to toe. Oh, interesting. Even yeah. a little bit on. Trained mm -mm. with bells. They're not going to leave the stage, but we don't have to yell at them to stay or have them, you know, collared or <laughs> chained up in any way. They're just going to sit there on the stage with us. Make it look like they want to be there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah for he sure. has not responded. <laughs> the level of disrespect. <laughs> okay. Um.
Hearing you say what? It's like music to me. It's wonderful. It's like, I always wonder like what it, it's like for someone listening to this for the first time. Weird, I'm sure. Yeah. This is so much fun. I'm glad you're having a good time. I am having a good time. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I feel like Definitely. I've known you guys for like, you know, at least a week. We're <laughs> affable gentlemen. What can I say? Yeah, like for me. at least a, I just caught that now. That's very funny. But yeah, thank you for doing this. This is really yeah, cool. No, for, uh, of we will have to have you back, like for a place I that you want to go. I would love to. Yeah, if I can think of any newer places or places that you guys haven't been to, which I yeah. am very doubtful that I know of any. I, I mean, Andy's more of the problem there. I, I haven't been. Problem? Oh. Well, I mean, <laughs> Andy's the problem child there. <laughs> Yeah. And he's the problem, period. I like eating at new restaurants, Dan. Is that, is that a problem for you? Ooh, have um, you ever been to the t- We're doing that next week. Oh, right. Okay, yeah. wait. Maybe I did see that oh, on your yeah, list. Yeah, yes. we kind of. I went there that. by myself the other day because I had to just write, and it was. You guys are gonna like it. I'm excited. The I've outdoor never been. area. It's like I can't. I can't believe this is in Springfield. Yeah. it's very pretty.